When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Olay Speaks podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode 201. If you want to listen to this episode, as well as previous episodes and future episodes, feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple or Spotify, feel free to give us a nice five-star rating and review. And you might be asking yourself, are they going to be talking about the game Juventus just played a couple of days ago? No, unfortunately, <laughs> we uh, we are not going to be able to record after the game, but we are here to give you a midweek podcast regardless. So much like we did last week, it is going to be me and Chucks talking about a single player. And, and this one is actually still very much at Juventus, although technically he was one who uh, went out on loan last January, not this January, like the youngster we talked about last week so let me first bring in chucks hello chucks hey danny and uh yeah this player is not dutch so no he's not interest. we know how to say his name uh (laughs) so that that's good for me seeing as i i I kept messing up the the player's name last week and you had to remind me multiple times of how to say it but uh this week uh (laughs) thank you this week we'll be talking about weston mckinney and it just so happens, uh, even though Weston McKinney has been suspended due to yellow cards uh, against Sassuolo, we are seeing a player who is certainly reinvented in terms of his form. Uh, I think it's safe to say he has uh, easily won back Juventus's fans with his performance this season. Uh, he's been one of Juventus's best players this season. I think that's also pretty easy to say. Obviously, there's a whole lot that goes into a player coming back uh, from a tough loan spell and then doing what Weston has done. But uh, Chuck's in your mind, what, what do you feel like is different from Weston uh, to steal a line from Max Allegri Weston 1.0 compared to Weston 2.0. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, my first thing that comes to mind is just playing in the correct position, like just playing in the central uh, central midfield position, which is funny because he's played wing back a good, Indeed, <laughs> good amount yeah, of time. This yeah. season. and that is indeed the funny thing as well. Because then, you know, like I said, my first my knee jerk reaction is that, but then I remember that you know he played at the start of the season. Well, yeah, kind of you know the yeah middle phase kind of start of the season played at the right wing back position um, when uh, Wea was injured, and you know we just were a little short in that position. So you know. And there he played extremely well as well. So I guess I can't really chalk it down just to positional correctness, I guess. <laughs> can't really attribute it to that. I think, you know, a lot of it is just the fact that, well, he just played, period. I mean, he just played consistently and played in a well-functioning system and, uh, you know, in a well-functioning team. And yeah, I mean, he's just 
being given a shot. And I think, you know, and the thing is, let's, let's remember that McKinney, when he first joined the team, you know, he had that breakout, like, you know, first five months or so that he was just extremely, extremely good. And even then, that amazing goal against Barcelona. Oh yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. We can't forget that. <laughs> and even then though, I remember he played kind of on a right central midfield, well, was, right central midfield slash right wing ish. Like it was, and he, he did kind of the same thing on the left as well. Cause remember this was Andrea Pirlo's season uh, in charge. He's the manager who, you know, essentially requested McKenney and he was, you know, we remember the early days of Pirlo. It was very much formational shifts, whether in attack or defending. So Weston was kind of sometimes a left winger, sometimes a Metzala, sometimes essentially playing more of kind of the, the role he is now. So, yeah, it was it was very much kind of a, a, a Swiss army knife for McKenney that first season when when he was playing under Pirlo. Right, right. And that might have been also part of the problem, just the lack of consistency in terms of his positional play. Like, okay, now, you know, this season, yes, he's played right wing back, but well, A, he has primarily played right central midfield, and then he's just filled in on the right central or on the right wing back position, really just out of emergency. It wasn't out of any tactical tinkering, like, oh, let me, you know, try this kind of new funky system or something. You know, no, it was just... We don't really have anybody there uh, while Waya was there, obviously. But then again, he was injured and injured slash kind of out of favor for a little bit. But you know, now he's back and back in the picture, so that's that's good. So yeah, that I mean, I think that was a big difference there. Just first, it being out of kind of a tactical experiment, and now it being out of necessity. So you know, and and just knowing that okay, my main position, if all is well, is still in my primary position. And then if I need to, you know, fill in somewhere, okay, then I'll be there. But I think that certainty probably helped a lot as well. And like I said, you know, with that with that first period, uh, with the Pirlo kind of period there, and, and just his initial um, initial spell at Juve, again, he was very good. And then he had that injury, I think, against uh, Villarreal, uh, it was where he had that injury. I think it was Estupiñan that actually injured him. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that was that then. And that was really that turning point there, I think, in his career where, you know, he was injured for, I think, a few months, came back and he was kind of okay. And then he was injured a little bit again and he came back and he was good. And I think that that injury really just broke all consistency and it became very stop-start. And it, you know, obviously the season kind of... Uh, took a downturn as well. I think there was just so much going on during that period that, you know, you can really attribute a lot of that inconsistency in form to that, really. And, you know, just the lack of stability around the club and around the team in general, you know, and then went to Leeds and, well, again, not a very stable club either. I mean, they went down. They had a very good period there and, um, you know, with Bielsa and they were, you know, promoted and then things were good. And then, you know, Took a downturn and obviously again relegated. So I think this is really just the first time in a few years that he's just had stability. Been in a club that's stable, a coach that, you know, okay, love him or hate him, but an experienced coach who's clearly, you know, he's won a lot. He knows, like, he knows the game. He knows what's going on. And and just in a period of time where the 
where the team is doing very well. So it's uh, yeah, it's amazing what 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 happens when people are in a stable environment. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It's hard to remember. I mean, it, you know, obviously a lot can happen in seven months, but there's also very much the situation where McKinney comes back from his Leeds loan because that was very much dependent on them staying up in the Premier League, and then he comes back and he's essentially on the market from the minute preseason training starts because he was very. As you recall, checks. He was very much one of the players you kind of looked at as okay. He he's going to be sold to bring in some money, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days before the U.S. tour, here comes the reports that say, "Hey, McKinney's back in the squad," and we're all like, "What?" <laughs> you know, there was kind of that little caveat where it's like, "Well, he's back in the squad, but if there's an important offer that comes, then Juve would consider it." But then you you see him kind of those, and you know it's they're preseason friendly, so they are what they are. But you see him playing really well in them, and then it's like, okay, maybe maybe he can be a, a useful reserve. And then the first couple of weeks of the season come in, and it's like, oh my god, he's he's looking like essentially the the player we saw those first couple of months at Juventus again. And you know he's he's really just he's not slowed down from there. And I think you know it's, it's funny you mentioned him kind of playing out wide. With uh, <laughs> playing out wide when when Tim Weah was was kind of slow played at the beginning of his his time with Juventus, his uh, I know you're not a social media man, Chucks, but McKinney's dad was very much outspoken on Twitter about McKinney playing out wide. He you know in October he was like put McKinney in the midfield, Weah on the wing. They have proven they play well together in their respective positions. So father knows best because you look at what Wes has done since he's kind of permanently gone more to an inside role and yeah his little pop out uh, out on the wing as we know especially with andrea's andrea cambiasso's tendency to was it underlap is the is the is the word he <laughs> yeah, used yeah, i guess that's, uh, at the beginning uh, of the season kind of you know well those, that's those, what the the mighty the pep Guardiola. Uh, that's right well, thing, I'll, so. I'll, I'll i'll credit you and not pep how about that <laughs> yes. but uh it just kind of hit their chemistry it seems like they've developed quickly obviously the the national team chemistry that he has with Wea. But just overall, I mean, say what you want about the opposition, but the the two assists against Frosinone, some a couple of the other assists he's had this season have been really good. But I mean, it's just like I don't. I mean, obviously we're not in his head. We can only kind of go off of what he said throughout the season. But it just seems like he got getting away from that toxic as hell situation in Leeds, where it felt like they were getting a new manager every couple of weeks, and now he's back at. A Juventus that was that is much more stable than when he first went out when he when he went to England on loan. It's like now that kind of club stability is helping him have not only success but just stability as well. And like I said, this is us just reading it from the outside looking in. So you know who knows what he did in terms of offseason training, all that. You know, obviously he looks to be in better shape, and it's 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 proving to be vital for him, but. I feel like just kind of, you know, the stability of Juventus right now, the the very tight-knit group it seems to be, and then this Allegri's, I feel like Allegri's been able to build them kind of back up again and to be like, okay, you're not the player that people saw in England. You're very much the player that we saw when times were better during your first stint with Juventus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And And like you said there, I mean, there might be things behind the scenes that, we don't know of in terms of fitness. I mean, maybe he's been hitting the gym a lot or sports psychologist or, I mean, who knows? 
So obviously there's those things that we don't, you know, that we're not that we're not aware of because we're just not on the inside. But I mean, I think it's fair to say, and let's obviously recognize, you know, the elephant in the room. I think it's pretty clear to say that if uh, Paul Pogba and Nicolo Fagioli, were, you know, were not in their respective issues and their respective bands, McKenny would have been sold. I mean, uh, there's, I think, absolutely no doubt about that. He's occupying, first of all, he's, he's occupying Fagioli's position. So, you know, clearly if Fagioli were playing, given the form and the rise in, in his career he was experiencing, I mean, no doubt McKenny would have been sold. 100%. And then obviously with Pogba, if Pogba had been fit, then the midfield would just would have been too crowded. Um, funny because we've been complaining about it just being a little thin. Um, but, well, that's what um, happens when two people get suspended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he has benefited, you know, one man's, you know, death is another man's bread, I guess, or whatever that saying is. Um, so he has definitely benefited from that. But it's it's kind of like we talked about with Miretti last episode it's one thing to you know get an opportunity to play it's another thing to actually then play well um which he you know 100 has and he has been you know simply fantastic he's he's been defensively fantastic he's been offensively fantastic um you know two marvelous assists for against Fosinone. and let's not forget that incredible assist uh, against um lazio too for vlaovic which you know was the winning goal <laughs> and that's uh you know that's important or well sorry no we won 3-1 so i mean it was a highly important goal anyway so yeah just incredible offensive contributions and defensive contributions have been just significant and um yeah again i mean what it's, I mean, it's impossible to pinpoint one real reason for, you know, his uptick in form. But I think it was really just that injury that he had that time again against uh, Villarreal that, you know, ended the season and he came back for, you know, the first few months of the previous season then. And, you know, he just, he was never really in the team. And yeah, again, there's obviously a lot going on at the club at the time. I mean, I think that's when all the stuff with the board was going on. Just all that chaos. So I think there was really that injury coming back from that injury now. And I mean, going to Leeds and again, Leeds was basically a non, I mean, that just, it was basically a non-event for him. But yeah, was just. It, was it, was it three managers McKenney had during his time at Leeds? Cause it was, it was Jesse Marsh. Mm-hmm. And then I'm forgetting who they had when they first fired Marsh. And then it was big Sam, your boy. Uh, who you like to imitate from time to time uh, <laughs> the last few games of the season because they were just hoping to scrap something together to to stay up. So, yeah, it was, if you are ever to potentially top what was going on at Juventus when he left on loan, those five, six months at Leeds were pretty, <laughs> pretty dang close, if not, if not more just not only toxic, but just unstable as unstable gets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know again if you if you're playing with three different managers who probably play three different styles of of play and three well different formations just just different you know ways of playing. I mean, yeah, who's gonna who's gonna play well? Or who's even gonna be motivated to do anything there in in a situation like that? So yeah, that's you know obviously not conducive to to anyone uh, playing well. But yeah, I mean, I think we probably just wrote him off pretty quickly um, after that, after that injury. I think we, yeah, we just wrote him off pretty quickly. 
that was kind of the thing with him is that the first couple of years with Juve, it was like, okay, he'd be, he'd be start to playing really well. It, it kind of you know, took the air out of everything good that had just happened. And now, you know, this is, I feel like this is kind of one of his more consistent runs, you know, knock on wood here that he's played without injury. And obviously, you know, he's taken this opportunity to come back in the squad and run with it. I mean, Tuto Sport a couple couple weeks ago, right before the new year, was go, you know, basically described McKinney as quote, in the summer he was on the market. Now he's immovable. And yeah. uh I mean, now you're you're hearing reports that Juventus want to uh potentially extend his contract, uh put a couple a couple years on his contract. And I mean that just you know, a guy goes from out of the squad and he's done kind of what you want to see from any player, taken uh, a chance of playing time, he's run with it, and now he's proven his worth. I mean, who knows what the future holds? Because as we know, the midfield is what it is, and it's very much kind of the always area in need of improvement. But he's suddenly being like, okay, I can, I can be a part of this team beyond just kind of a, you know, a, a situation where two of your best midfielders are suspended. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing as well is like he's not really a flair player. Like you'd think that's kind of the one thing missing from our central midfield. I mean, Locatelli provides he has improved a lot, you know, is his passing range and his long range passing. But I mean, we don't really have that like like Paul Pogba, you know, he was a flair midfielder. He had those kind of moments of, you know, fantasistas or fantasia as they, you know, as they say. But McKenney is not that. I mean, he's He's a he's just I mean he's a simple player and I don't say that as a derogatory you know term he's he keeps things simple he just you know yeah he doesn't do anything particularly complicated he's not really an attacking like a very attacking midfielder but he's certainly not defensive only and you know he's he's given a whole bunch of assists this season already I think four assists I want to say at least four or five assists maybe yeah this season so he clearly has his crossing is amazing I mean you know I think I want to say all his assists have probably been crosses I think two for Vlaovic and then now two for against Fosinone and well I'm probably forgetting one or two more no maybe three for Vlaovic <laughs> I don't know I, I'm I'm doing this off by off the top of my head but yeah so he's yeah, he just does. I think he he he's kind of like Kostic last season, where it's like he doesn't really do spectacular things, but he do, he does simple things extremely well. And clearly, he's defensively very very capable. And I think it helps. Rabio has been, you know, he's been good this season, but he hasn't been, you know, this spectacular uh, Rabio that he was last season. So there's more. It's more significant to notice McKenney's performances so far this season. So, you know, that, yeah, that helps uh, as well. Yeah. And I think in terms of putting a bow on this, obviously he's suddenly become one of the more important Juventus players. I mean, just simply by how he's played. I mean, you look at it and he's now very much looked at as a must start kind of in the same way that, you know, Andrea Cambiasso has become something like that in terms of, you know, a player who might've been looked at before the season as somebody who would maybe not play every game, but play in a decent amount of the games. Federico Gatti has uh, to an extent been one of those players where he's shown that for the most part, his performances have been good and he deserves the playing time he's getting. And uh, kind of as Ken and Yildiz is starting to do in terms of forcing the issue with playing time. But uh, from McKinney's point of view, what 
what is kind of your expectation or what what do you hope to see from him as we go forward here now with you know the uh, uh very much a title race coming together and obviously Juventus looking to get past Lazio on the Coppa Italia semifinals in a few months um just consistency really yeah just keep doing simple things right and I, well I'll say you know pull it back to that cold stage comparison because again you know cold stage I think the main thing that we praised him for was indeed just being that basics first player of just do the basic stuff right and then have one or maybe two but one thing that you're really good at which is well crossing for Kostich but then we've seen a dip in his performances this season because he's been I guess found out or just you know once that one thing you're good at isn't really working anymore then it's like what do you have left I think we found that with Kostich so I would say from McKenny, I'll look for that. Like, don't fall into what I'll just call the cold stage trap, which <laughs> is, you know, once the one thing that you're good at, once it, once you're kind of that player who's not really, yeah, known for anything spectacular or anything, or, you know, who's not really amazing in one few good things or or in, in, in one good thing, like in crossing, once, once you're found out like that, what do you do? So hopefully... Uh, McKenny will not become, yeah, or just fall into that um, condition where, you know, it's the one thing that he's been good at that he then is no, no longer good at or he's found out. But even with McKenny, he's like, I can't really, I couldn't really tell you one thing that he's like amazing at. I mean, he's he's good crosser. He's pretty good defender. He's pretty good tech. Like, I, I can't tell you one thing. That I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like. That's he's just him. a solid so, player. Yeah, just a very all-round, yeah, just a very all-round player. So I guess just maintain that all-roundedness and don't get don't get found out. Yeah, all, really all, just, yeah. all-roundedness. I don't think I've ever. Did we just invent a word? All-around. Um, well, it's probably in the Urban Dictionary somewhere. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I go to for any uh, words that I'm not. I'll make I'll make sure to uh, Google uh, after after we're done here. Well, uh, any any closing remarks on Weston McKinney before? Uh, before we sign off on this one, Chucks. Well, I mean, the, I mentioned the elephant in the room being Fajoli and Pogba. Well, the second, I guess, elephant in the room is what happens once uh, Fajoli comes back. That is, I mean, the big question. They're very different players. Fajoli's a passer. You know, he's more of a, I'll say more of a technical player, a technically skilled player. And McKenney is more that workman-like, more that kind of Vidal-esque or maybe Marquisio. I don't know. Yeah, I'll say more Marquisio-esque player of just, you know, just all around good, but not necessarily one thing great. So yeah, what happens then? Because that that would fix a little bit of the, you know, the shortage in midfield we have. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. How does that affect additional recruits that we get um, in midfield? How does that just affect McKinney's playing time? That really is going to be the number one question. And I just, I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like I said, they're just so, there's such different players and there's such different tactical options that it might be a good thing. Um, you'll have two very different options for, you know, for the team to play. As we mentioned, mentioned last um, episode with uh, Tiago Giallo, which is giving that different option. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but McKenney's definitely ahead. Um of the game right now and uh you can definitely press home its advantage from now till i guess may when fajoli comes back yep 
All right. Well, obviously, uh, a good season by Weston McKinney. We hope it continues for very obvious reasons, uh, and uh, and we will be watching closely, hoping uh, hoping that uh, as one American uh, does well at Juventus, we're hoping that the uh, the other uh, U.S. men's national team member at Juventus uh, kind of follows suit here with the second half of the season getting uh, underway. So, uh, as always, you can follow us on social media, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at Juventus Nation on the Twitter machine, at FansFirstSN for the Fans First Sports Network on Twitter, FansFirstSports.com for all the other podcasts around the network. If you want to subscribe to us, feel free to do so at your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice five-star rating and review. So, uh, for everybody, for Chucks, for Sam, for Sergio, and for producer Couch and Danny saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys about the games again in a couple of days. 